As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. A haunted house. A stormy night. Super sleuth Scooby-Doo has been separated from his squad. Exploring the many darkened corridors of the abandoned house on the hill, Scooby sees a shape in a lightning strike. Stepping forward, the masked visage of Michael Myers comes full bear. The knife-wielding maniac is not here to play, and with a the intelligent Great Dane darts off to formulate a plan. It's the eater of snacks versus the stabber of teens. It's the Great Dane detective versus the menacing shape. It's Scooby-Doo versus Michael Myers today on Welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comic, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gabsey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Stacanus. Ray, you know, this battle we have today, this may be one of the most unconventional battles. That is correct. It's going to throw a lot of listeners a little bit because they're thinking, how can you take someone as a serious threat like Michael Myers and put him against a Scooby-Doo? And all I can say is you can do that very easily. James, we have a weird one today. Um, maybe not since Muppets versus Sesame Street. Have we had a battle that and you suggested this battle originally and you said, what if we try this? And I went, what? That was maybe my literal reaction. And somehow that, 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 that translated through the text. <laughs> You're saying like, and that's it. That was your reaction for Muppets versus Sesame Street. That as is well. exactly my exact reaction. And that was one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. So I cannot wait to win this battle as well. Okay. So if you're going to have an epic battle which is exactly what I'm sure people would say about today's battle and matchup. This is something. You need to have an equally or even more so epic judge come in to oversee the logic and the decision-making and, and, and just the how this battle is going to go. I can think of no one better than Ray Stekanis' favorite judge of all time. By popular demand, we have back the one, the only, the CEO of the Creative Extreme, it's Stefan Thomas. Stefan, thank you for being on the show. How Hello, are you? Hello, everyone. Hello. I am doing very, very well, James. Hello, Ray. Hello, Stefan. How are you? 
I'll be honest now, uh, uh, when we first started doing this and you started mm-hmm. coming in as a judge, you may yeah. be handed down one of the most unfair robbery verdicts of all time in the Who Would Win history with Captain Marvel versus Spawn. Uh-huh. The anger that people still months later feel about that decision and your reasoning for doing what you did is maybe going to live on forever in the annals of who would win history. I've seen bits and pieces of it. What I would say is since then, we've had you back as a judge, much to my bitter disappointment and very much angry protestations. You came on and gave what I would consider one of the single handed best verdicts in the history of who would win with Sephiroth versus Shazam, Uh, which you did give to victory. That was difficult. Trust me, I was not seeing that coming i was not expecting it i felt like i did enough to win and then i won and so i'm what is your deal i i i I don't know anymore because i thought you were just going to be one of these judges who comes in gives me a hard time the brent pope of judges if you will and then and then you go and redeem yourself with two battles in a row i just the 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 brent isn't brent pope a judge yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, how do I'm a judge of a judge? I'm, I'm the judge of you, judges. You see the disdain this, and that, disrespect he gives you, Stefan. Hey, hey, okay, so I, so okay, so after I gave Ray those victories, I started seeing a psychiatrist because I <laughs> yeah. was like, what? <laughs> Oh is going on in my life right now right, right. that I keep giving this guy victories. That you started seeing things was, my way. Nah, you know what? I, I have a theory. I don't know. I have a theory. I, don't know. I have a theory. You felt like, okay, Ray has, I mean, look at Ray right now. Just look. I know it's uncomfortable. Just take a good look at him. I'm looking. Okay. I'm looking. I'm you right think here. this person has a I'm lot looking. going on for them right now? Well, I mean, you mean you make you're making some good points there, James. Yeah, I know, and that's just one point, but they count for good points. You know what yeah, I mean? I get, I get it. So what you did, in my opinion, is you felt bad for him, and you're like, I got to give this guy something. Is that what? You, I, I got to give him a win in life. I, I'm pretty I'm sure a, I'm right. I'm a, you I'm know, a, or I had a character that I debated extremely well and deserved to win those battles. I don't know. We could go there as well. That's, 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 that wasn't that's, it. That's that debatable. Wasn't oh, dear yeah, that's debatable. Right. The debate <laughs> was debatable. The debate is debatable. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, through those victories, both the Tick and Jessica Jones, as well as Shazam, several. And the loss of uh, Ray versus the Predator. Go ahead. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe Stefan actually has integrity. I don't know. Like, I'm so confused. You have me bewildered. I just don't know. Yeah, but truth be told, it's not hard to bewilder or confuse you. Yeah, so you're and a judge. maybe that's the point, is to keep you off kilter. No, and if the I, point is... I have you where I want you if right the now. the point is to confuse and bamboozle me about yeah. what Stefan Thomas is and, going to do next... You're winning. You hey, have won four hey, for four. As just as when I'm you think you have all the answers, I change the questions. It's, oh my gosh! Come on, getting deep. Come this on, is getting deep. This might almost have the same kind of feel as the Black Canary versus Hawkeye battle that we very Ooh. recently had, where I was Ooh. able to win that battle, but still somehow at the end of it felt like the loser. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Cherry Davis was our judge. She's amazing, and she, although she gave the victory to not to Ray, but to the character, you, 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 you did not win, Ray. Black Canary one. And James, I love your debating style. Ray, you should learn from James. It was kind of like a cool win for me after all. You know, it was great. Yeah, if you're going to lose, having somebody just like, you know, ride your ego the entire way down the elevator shaft is the way to go. I someday maybe will encounter that. There's there's, there's maybe a chance that will never happen, actually. Okay, now, Stefan, you're the CEO of Creative Extreme. Yes. Love what you've done with Project 365. You had your, uh, you're having your first release, like full release of Alpha Initiative Zero. Zero. Give us an Mm -hmm. update. What's going on with uh, Creative Extreme? we are doing a new expanded version of Alpha Initiative Zeros called Declassified. So that is in the works and it will be released at WakandaCon. And we are excited about that. We also have another book that we're coming out. It's called Project 316, the Platinum Edition, mm. Volume 2. And if you guys have followed the Project 365, you know, project, 
Project Two Six Five Project. You know that it goes from January first to December thirty first. One character for every day of the year. Right. We did Volume One, which was January first through January thirty first, and now we're releasing Volume Two, oh which goodness. is February first through February twenty eighth. So. And uh, in 2016, which is when we did the project initially, that's a leap year. So it's actually 29 profiles in that book. Wow. But we're also releasing that. It's going to be a full color book. It's going to be over 120 pages. It's going to be pretty amazing. That's incredible. Now, so, when, when is WakandaCon? Give Wakanda us the details Con where people can come and see you. Uh, July 26th through the 28th, I believe. And that is in Chicago at the McCormick Place. And we will be doing a panel discussion there. The Creative Extreme will be doing a panel discussion. Oh, fantastic. And the Creative Extreme will also be doing a workshop where people can bring their projects that they're working on. And we can give them advice on how do you get it out there as an independent creator, as an independent comic book creator, as an independent artist, as an independent writer. We really want to empower people to take their projects and share them with the world. Because we know that the biggest thing that people deal with is just that intimidation factor. How do I get my my stuff out to the world and I'm not like one of those big huge companies or I don't have a bunch of money well we're going to tell you how to do it on a shoestring budget using the tools that are already available to you like social media and other and, and a lot of other cool ways that you can get your product out there so you're making it really hard to dislike you I just want you to know that like like you're I'm just actually so having no problem impressive. disliking I'm actually having no problem disliking Ray well well, well that's well, after the battle is over Ray might dislike me a little bit more and then when he sees the character I'm working on based on him well wait what now huh? what? what who's bearing wait, what lead what that? where what when what what how who hey on, I, what? on with the show okay wow <laughs> oh my gosh ray, guys, ray is perked up this even if he screws me over i'm still probably gonna be happy at the end of this not that that's an excuse to screw me over that's the magic of stefan thomas by the way you bamboozle me with everything you say i just don't know what's going on I'm cagey. Oh, man. <laughs> Just when I kind of think I got him figured out, I'm wrong. You can't. Don't even try to figure out. He he's thinks such I'm such a different... I'm slippery, man. You know how Come we try on, to man. play 4D four, four chess with each other? Yes. Yeah, he's at like 18 He's 25D chess. I don't know how to deal with it. I can't handle it. Okay. Chess. All right, we got no choice but just to go ahead and do it. So it's about that time. Ray, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing the John Carpenter Cinematic Universe... The character so one-dimensional that he answers the question, which Hogwarts house are you with? Stab. Michael Myers. <laughs> and representing the Hanna-Barbera universe, the dog so myopic that he believes that Scooby Snacks are totally dog treats and totally intended for him, Scooby-Doo. Well done, Ray. Now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Who Would Win match. Now, in rule number one, each debater will be able to make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with neither combatant necessarily knowing anything about their opponent or having any time to prepare for it. Ray, I'm thinking this is kind of like a castle or maybe like, a, you know, a, a summer camp. That no, or a camp during the winter that's going uh, no there? What do you think? You know, I, in my original uh, idea and imagining of this at the top, to me, it's an abandoned house at the top of the hill that Scooby-Doo is investigating where he gets separated from the gang. It's Michael Myers' house, it turns out. And here we go. Got it. So it's a, kind of like a, a rundown house. A castle's fine, too. I mean, it, to be fair, it's always up to our moderator to determine. I give a suggestion off the top, but that does not mean that's where you have to go with it. You good with that suggestion, Stefan? Let's go with it for now, and then I'll see how I feel after Ray makes his first point. I like how you wield that power. That's good. <laughs> All right, rule number three. The exact version of the character has to be specifically stated. For example, if you're using Superman, you must specify if it's Superman from the films, animation, or comic books. Now, this is important, Ray. Yes. Which version 
of Michael Myers are you using? I wish I could sit back and say I'm going with the 50-year-old run of the Michael Myers comic books, but I am not going that. I'm gonna go with the film, because the John Carpenter movies are so iconic. If you're going to do Michael Myers, that's really the version, if you're not doing that version, you're not being true to the character. So you're going with the original Michael Myers that you know has the 1970s film, and then Jamie Lee Curtis did a, you know, kind of continue in 2018 or whatever. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's because they all have continuity together, and there are examples and things, and the character really doesn't change throughout a lot of these. I'm just going to say the the cinematic uh, Michael Myers. Got it. I will be using Scooby-Doo from the... Uh, <laughs> can't believe we're saying Michael Myers. I'll be, I'll be using Scooby-Doo from the iconic Scooby-Doo series of cartoons that are have been playing for over 50 years. And the related movies... That's all those cartoon movies, not the uh, cinematic not the masterpieces cinematic. <laughs> known as, you know, the Scooby-Doo Scooby films. Where Scrappy-Doo is the mastermind behind yeah, Exactly. Everything. No one wants to see Scrappy. All right. Yeah, yeah. he's like the race to Canis of, like, cinematic theater. You don't want that. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> the winner of the Woodwind debate is whomever the judge decides has the best ability to incapacitate their opponent to the degree where they can safely walk away with no further threat being present. This includes completely destroying their opponent, removing them from the field of battle, restraining them, or knocking them out. The Woodwind battles are not necessarily death matches. Rule number five. The judge can disallow or veto a point made by one of the debaters if they feel it goes outside of the scope of the battle or is irrelevant to the fight. Rule number six. Each debater must use examples of powers, abilities, or weapons that are part of the specific character's continuity or at least was with that character for a good deal of time. One-off examples of powers or abilities that were used only once in the character's history will not be allowed. And now... We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Today's tale of the tape is brought to you by Who Would Win T-shirts, except no limitations. Find the official Who Would Win shirts, all the new versions of the Who Would Win shirts on Amazon by typing in hashtag Who Would Win. Ray, please give us the details on Michael Myers. Michael Myers is a masked serial killer who first appeared in the slasher film Halloween in 1978. Myers was created by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill to be a psychotic revenge style killer. In 2005, a study was commissioned by Cal State University to explore the emotional response to movie monsters, and in that particular study, Myers was rated number one overall as the embodiment of pure evil as the character who best represented the darker side of human nature, fighting Scooby-Doo. Michael Myers is a troubled soul. At the tender age of six, he murdered his teenage sister on the night of Halloween, having escaped into the suburban world from his sanitarium 15 years later, the adjustment was problematic, to say the least. As Michael fixated on a random babysitter, who ends up turning out to be his younger sister, named Lori Strode, and proceeds to murder everyone around her in an attempt to get to her. Fun fact, if that's possible with Michael Myers. <laughs> for the one of you in the audience who did not know, the Michael Myers mask was actually a spray-painted William Shatner Star Trek mask uh, when they originally put the movies together. But seriously... You already knew that, right? That's Michael Myers. <laughs> fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah, it's uh, hard to find a fun fact about a sister murdering a no nonsense killer murders people. What oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I, uh, let me let me give the details for the equally as uh, fearsome sure. Sco Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Scooby Doo first appeared in the iconic cartoon series Scooby Doo. Where Are You, created by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears back in 1969. Now, Scooby-Doo, of course, is a male Great Dane and lifeline companion of amateur detective Shaggy Rogers, with whom he shares many personality traits. Because if you want to share personality traits, that's the guy, Shaggy, right? Shaggy. I didn't know his last name was Rogers. I didn't it's know Rogers. that either. I just learned something. <laughs> yeah. Shaggy Rogers. Uh, I know. Well, right. Ray asked me to educate him before the show, gotcha. so we're, right. we're doing that right I'm now. I'm excited to learn about cartoons. That's, they're great. You should watch them. They, uh, I, I love them. He featured... Okay, so... <laughs> Scooby features a mix of both canine and human behaviors and is treated by his friends more or less as an equal. In all versions of the character, Scooby and Shaggy Rogers share several personality traits, mostly being cowardly and perpetually hungry. Yet their friends, Fred, Daphne, and Velma, and Velma encourage them to go after the costume villains, usually with Scooby snacks. The biscuit-like dog treat or cookie snack is usually shaped like a bone or later versions of the cartoon Scooby's dog tag. However, Scooby's inherent loyalty and courage do often force him to take a more heroic stance, even without any prodding with Scooby snacks. On top of being off the charts intelligent, for a dog anyway, Scooby-Doo displays bipedal human characteristics occasionally... Uh, despite being a quadruple, I can't believe I'm reading this. I'm just, I'm just going. Scooby also has opposable thumbs. What is and, happening? I can use his front paws like hands, just like Ray Sicanus. You don't think he's got opposable thumbs, but he does. Uh, Scooby has a fully prehensile tail, just like Ray Sicanus, and that he can use to swing from or press buttons. I didn't think you knew about that. And both his head and tail, I don't judge you for having that, are malleable and useful as a communication aid or creating a distraction. Just like Ray Stacanus. And here's an interesting fact about Scooby-Doo. Did you know that Scooby-Doo's original name was supposed to be Too Much? It's true. Everything was set to have Too Much be the iconic Great what? Dane's name. What? Yeah. Remember, this is the 60s, right? Damn. So there was this, like, people, they already had a cartoon series where there was, like, a group of teenagers and a, and a dog. I think it was Muttley or something like that. Whatever Ray was called as a kid. And when they came in, they were like, hey, we're having great ratings. Let's make another version of the show. So they wanted to make Scooby-Doo called Too Much. But then one of the producers on the lot of Warner Brothers, wherever they're producing it, 
heard Frank Sinatra sing a song where one of the lyrics oh was Scooby Dooby Doo, whatever oh that gosh. was. And he says, That's the name of a <laughs> that's dog. That's hilarious. And oh, that's how Scooby Doo got his name changed to the iconic and name. For the record, uh, when I was younger, the name people called me was Sir. Thank you very much. Oh, as in like, sir, I'm sorry about your son, sir. Your, <laughs> your son's going to have to repeat third grade again, sir. Why do you bring him here? Um, I what mean, is this battle? It's a great battle, Ray. This is like the most ones. And here's the deal. I know you did your homework and I know you're going to bring the heat, James, but I'm looking at this on paper. This may be the most one-sided matchup in the history of who would win. And I'm happy to have the side that I have. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Go ahead. Are you happy to have the judge that you have? Exactly. This, this could work against me. This That's could right. very well work against me. Stefan, unlike Ray, I'm very happy you're here. Um, <laughs> do you have any questions before we get started? Scooby-Doo can press buttons with his tail yes you said that yeah all right all right that's gonna that's gonna go a long way it really will go a long way is that the suicidal killer with an act yeah absolutely he can press the button on the elevator if i had to fight michael myers i would want a tail that could press buttons i i too would want a tail that could press buttons. i would want any single possible advantage i could have i just we'll find out i don't know that that's all right ray go ahead and hit us with point number one please my point number one is simply called stab <laughs> Go on. This is Michael Myers' entire. This is a very one-dimensional character. Now, one of the advantages that Scooby Doo has in the Scooby Doo universe is the fact that the monsters and the ghosts and and, and everything that he's fighting aren't real. <laughs> he's fighting guys trying to get away with something in a mask. Except these guys are generally scared. They're generally like the old amusement park owners. They're generally not super powered in any given way. They're just guys trying to get over by thinking, if I scare these kids away, I can continue my nefarious plan and go forward from there. And Scooby hangs around long enough that eventually the mask falls off and the guy reveals himself to be, you know, old man Smithers from the abandoned mine shaft, you know, or whatever the heck that episode of the week is going on. Michael Myers is not that guy. <laughs> Michael Myers is not that character. Michael Myers is a one-dimensional guy who has very little of his personality. He knows he wants to kill people. He wants to kill people generally in very uncreative ways, mostly with a butcher knife. And it's not that he hasn't used other weapons or whatever's been around him in the moment. But when, when Jason Voorhees of Friday the 13th fame is the creative one between the two of you, that's a problem for your own level of creativity. So Scooby-Doo is going to be up to all kinds of mischief. He's going to be up to all kinds of machinations and all kinds of craziness because that's how that show goes. Michael Myers is, is, is just going to stab him. He's going to stab Scooby-Doo over and over again, and Scooby-Doo will sadly be murdered. And look, I, I hate this because I love, and I'm sorry for all the young people in the room right now. This is the most young people in the room we've ever had. Why are they here for this bloodbath? What is happening? Michael Myers has a knife. He always has a, like a butcher's knife with him, like a giant chef's knife. And he's crazy strong. And not, not only is he crazy strong, he can basically disappear and reappear at will. So, and the thing that happens often to Scooby-Doo is he runs away. He just spends most of these battles running away, right? And then he hides behind a thing, and then the monster runs by him. The problem is, Scooby-Doo, as I foresee this battle going, Scooby-Doo will try to run away from Michael Myers. Michael, and the problem is when he stops and hides behind the, the statue or what have you, that statue is Michael Myers, who will then just <laughs> grab him by the neck and stab him repeatedly. Because that's, fights against Michael Myers tend not to last very long if you find yourself in a one-on-one -on -one confrontation with the psycho-masked killer and they tend to end very badly for the person that is not 
Michael Myers. A few other things that he can do just because what the heck I'm hearing all. I might as well give full <laughs> bore to this character. He's stealthy. You won't see him coming. For a guy, he's a gigantic, you know, six foot six or whatever tall guy he is with just massive strength and just kind of a burliness to him. Uh, just as far as just what a big dude would look like, just body type. He sneaks up on everybody. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because he can just teleport and appear, reappear. It hasn't really been explored in these movies at all. Um, but this is just a thing he can do. So he can move quietly from the shadows. Scooby thinks he's hiding. Knife in back of head. That is how this battle is very likely to go. Sorry, kids. That's the reality of it. A couple other things I'd like to say. Uh, he can disable any electronics that he's around. Somehow he, he got the power. And it's a very classic trope of movie monsters that I want to start the car, but the car doesn't start. You know? Or I need to, like, I'm trying to, like, get the computer thing working. But the computer doesn't work. Or the lights suddenly go out in the room that we're in. Michael Myers just somehow has the ability to shut down electronics around him. So Scooby-Doo isn't going to be really able to rely on, you know, machines or anything like that to try to get this done. Which he is a creative soul. And he, he definitely has the machines working. But they won't work around Michael Myers. And this is the last point is to his strength. He regularly lifts large humans or humans of all shapes and sizes up in the air with one hand and crushes them, crushes their, crushes their throats. And it does all these things. I don't feel good about this, James. No, no, I get it. Michael Myers has James Gabsy like strength. I understand. Uh, I would say maybe even slightly higher. Just slightly. I, I doubt just it. Slightly. See, I get it. It's like a lot know. of strength. To me, it just sounds like all of Michael Myers' victims are just not the sharpest tools in well, the shed. If I may, and I don't want to... And that's my point number one. I'll, I'll leave it there because that's enough. That's enough point blank to win the battle outright. Okay, so I'm actually going to disagree. I think Michael Myers is creative. He once used a shotgun to kill someone, not by pulling the trigger, but by stabbing the shotgun through the person. Yes! That's pretty creative. He's like, I have an axe. Let me rub the handle on his eye. That's got him. Yeah. It's he, yeah. he he does have some creativity. It's he's an artist, you know, artiste, if you will. <laughs> I can't disagree with a lot about his strength. He's very stealthy. He's a big guy. He's got a pretty high kill count. He's pretty successful in everything he everyone he goes after. I'm not going to disagree with a lot of what you said, except for him taking out Scooby Doo. So, do you have anything to say about this point before I give you my point number one? Um, or would you like to hear my amazing point number well, one? <laughs> well, I'm always ready to hear amazing points. <laughs> always hearing. I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm struggling. I get that Mike Myers is very murdery. stabby and murdery. <laughs> like his nickname is, is Stabby McStabby. <laughs> yes. I just don't have a lot of confidence in his victims. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of his victims would have been m murdered by <laughs> anyone else. Like the stairs, like the, the microwave. Stairs and microwave. But I mean, okay, like. I, I will say this. We'll start, that, we'll start there. I will we'll say see. that Michael Myers has taken out some pretty impressive, like he's 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 taken out a bunch of people and fought a lot of impressive uh -huh. people. Like, yeah, like like like, well, like guys in letter jackets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah however Ray dresses on Saturday. Sure. Like he, all that kind of stuff. Let, let, if I, I mean, again, he's also, I mean, he's killed officers of the law. Right. I mean, right. you know, he's, he's killed detectives. Like he's killed people yeah. who can fight. Yeah, uh, I just yeah. remember, and if I just may, yeah. in, the, in the, the reboot they tried to do with Buster Rhymes doing the, the hidden camera uh, internet gimmick, Buster Rhymes was it was big and new karate and got his poop handed to him by Michael Myers pretty much right away. He did use el electronics pretty effectively when he took the uh, exposed electric outlet and put it into his no no danger zone. Yep, yep. That was very creative. It was a rough moment. It was a rough moment for us all. No no danger zone. Okay. I, all right. Let, okay. let me go to my first point. Point number one, James. Lay okay. it on me. I'm actually gonna hit you with point number two before I hit you with point number one. I'm gonna reverse Ooh. this again. Okay. Okay, here okay. we go. Scooby Doo has survived and defeated much worse than Michael Myers. Okay. Now 
I get it. Michael Myers is a hom- homicidal psychopath and pretty much evil incarnate. He's a big, powerful guy. Loves using anything to get his hands on, including his hands, to absolutely rip people apart, right? <laughs> he's just that guy. To most people, he's the ultimate nightmare. To Scooby-Doo, he's barely the villain of the week. Okay, sure. At first, Scooby and the gang were solving mysteries where someone like Old Man Smith was dressed up as a ghost to scare everyone away from the pirate treasure he found in order to keep it all for himself. I get it. That was the thing. But then things changed. All of a sudden, Scooby-Doo is taking on real monsters and real vampires and real aliens. For example, in the iconic film Masterpiece, known as Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Classic. Classic. <laughs> one of my top five uh, taught at USC for if you want to learn like really good filming, right. you know, filming. Gotcha. Yeah, watch that. Scooby has to solve. I can't believe I'm doing this. Scooby has to solve a mystery while surviving attacks from ghosts, a horde of zombies, and a, and legit werecats. Not werewolves, but werecats. Okay. <laughs> What's a werecat? It's like, you know how a werewolf is like a person and a wolf? This uh, is a person and a, and and a large cat. Okay. <laughs> okay. In that film, not only does... <laughs> This, a large cat. A large cat, like a household cat. Like, like, a, like cat. a large household cat, no, but not like, like will, a tiger no, or it's a like, lion. It's like, like a puma, like maybe. A bo- bo- okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Wear cats. Wear right. cats. All That's right. a thing. In that film, not only did Scooby help solve the mystery, but thanks to his actions, he actually destroyed the wear cats who were draining the life force of victims in order to stay alive. That's how crazy Scooby-Doo movies, the cartoon movies associated with the universe, went. They went from Old Man Smith trying to scare everyone from the treasure to wear cats draining the life force of victims in order to stay alive. Scooby defeated them. Oh, it gets better. What about the critically acclaimed film Meryl Strip again wishes she was in called Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders, where Scooby has to solve a mystery involving, you guessed it, well, who do you think? Alien Invaders with super advanced tech. And Scooby, you know, he, he defeated all of them, took them on, and then even befriended them at the end. That was crazy. <laughs> he took on aliens with alien tech, not a problem. Oh, my favorite one. In Scooby-Doo and the Legend of the Vampire, Scooby and the gang take on a giant and demonic, super powerful vampire named the Yowie Yahoo. <laughs> Just when it looked like the gang was about to be destroyed by Yowie Yahoo, that's his name, and his ability to control, you know, because he, he had a legit ability to control wind and fire, and he was a giant vampire that could fly. Scooby somehow was able to reflect light from the sun during the sunrise off of his dog collar directly into the vampire, Yowie Yahoo, and completely destroyed him. Scooby did that. Michael Myers, Yowie Yahoo, who can <laughs> control weather and dominate weather in a super giant flying vampire. I wonder which one's worse. Mike. And then, and then, okay, oh, but this is, this is even better. And then there's Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost, where a witch from the 1600s is resurrected and hell bent on destroying the world, the world, Ray. <laughs> and she had Scooby targeted as being among the first of her victims, but even a super, super powerful witch couldn't harm Scooby Doo. He got away scot free and they destroyed the witch. In the end, if super powerful vampires, aliens with advanced tech, zombies and werecats, and crazy witches hell bent on world domination, and destruction couldn't hurt Scooby-Doo. What chance does this disturbed William Shatner mask wearing human <laughs> armed with a knife going to have against him? And that's my point. Number one, I may as well just leave the room. I think I wanted to. Do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, James. This is the most passionate I've seen you in the history of who would win. What are you? This is such ludicrous nonsense that you're spewing right now. The idea. Okay. First off, did Scooby-Doo uh, fight all these people single-handedly or did he have a team with them the entire time? Let me put it this way. At, Let me no, put no, it this no, way. He had a team, James. No, no, no. At certain points in each of the films it was either it was him against the threats at one point now i'm not saying even he defeated he did defeat the yaoi yao 
whatever that thing was. Uh, Yowie <laughs> Yahoo. Yeah. What the H? Yeah. It sounds he defeated like a name that one vampire. Of the enemies. Totally. He defeated that vampire by himself uh-huh. accidentally, which I'll get into later. Uh-huh. But all the other threats, he did at one point have to take them on by himself or escape from them. And he did. He doesn't even need a band aid. Wasn't that time Scooby Doo got a cut and needed a band aid and anything? He never has raced a canine. Well, cartoon standards and practices often don't allow giant spurts of blood from your children's cartoons aimed at 10 year olds. But zombies and, and werecats hell bent on draining life forces from people that's fine right that's, I think that's a little bit more somehow, devastating than my name's michael My. i don't know what this sounds like my name's michael myers what is happening that's right i could go stabbing mcstabbing on look, people that's how michael myers talks I thought yowie, so, right? yowie yahoo well no doubt impressive question mark obviously had a very glaring flaw in that he was a vampire attacking somebody during the day no no what is it was during doing? at night and then at sunrise he was trying to he, he during was the day away. sunrise he scooby flashed the sunlight over to him off of his dog collar. You know, is flashing sunlight at Michael Myers going to do a darn bit of good? No. Hold on. Michael Myers ever defeat a large flying vampire in Australia? That's where they were at, by the way. No, he hasn't. Win for Scooby-Doo. Go ahead. You know what? If the criteria of this battle is, has one nonsense victory over someone named Yowie Yow who happened, I got to give Scooby-Doo a 1-0 edge there. But if we look at the big picture, which is what this show is all about, Stefan, what is he talking about at this point? Scooby-Doo traditionally is armed with a team that protects him, and he spends and he spends most of the time not being violent. My question is, what? and I know you're going to have an answer for this. I sure do. I know you will. What people of violence is he going to do against Michael Myers that's actually going to win this battle? Wait and see. I, and I will have to because <laughs> this is nonsense. He Scooby-Doo, of any of, of any of the people we've argued on this show, relies on outside interference uh, because he is a cog in a team more so than anybody else yeah. I think maybe but you've argued his, before. Isn't his team kind of useless though? I Correct. mean, like, you know... You got Fred, who is kind of a, you know... Who wears an ascot? (laughs) Yes, but to be fair, to the team, Velma is the one who gets everything done. She's the one who usually comes up with the plan. She comes up with the strategies, and she ain't in this battle. Oh, yeah. What happens if she loses her glasses? She gets in trouble. That's right. She's like, my glasses. Like, whatever it is, she can't find them. Why does she talk the same way as Michael Myers? (laughs) They're related. I have a theory that Velma and Michael Myers are related, and it's not going to be pretty. Go ahead. All Michael Myers would have to do is leave out one Scooby snack and said Scooby's gonna run to it like a buffoon and get stabbed how in the many, head. How many movies has Michael Myers used Scooby snacks? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Boy, I knew we'd get crazy today. I wasn't sure we'd get... Obviously, when this is just point number one, oh my goodness. Let's go ahead All and right. go to point number New, two. Please do. New point point number two, I'm just gonna talk about the durability of Michael Myers because Michael Myers has been hit with some of the craziest things. Okay, to start off with, Michael Myers has some sort of superhuman ability to not feel pain, to continue to fight despite all manner of violence against him, and to not let literally anything bring him down. In the very first Halloween movie, okay, Michael Myers is eventually beaten by, by Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, who's just destined to beat him. That's like, it's like a Voldemort Harry Potter kind of a thing. He just can't get over on uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, until he does in the later movie and murders her, spoiler alert. She ends up throwing <laughs> him outside of a window, right? Like the second story window of the house. And then his body disappears, and that's the end of the first movie. It's such an unbelievably uh, uh, wimpy uh, cop-out ending to a movie that the second Halloween movie starts five minutes after the first one ends, okay? <laughs> so the idea that Scooby-Doo is going to pull this off is is, is ridiculous. Let's talk about, let's, let's assume that, because Scooby-Doo can, uh, 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 out of his way, with help typically, but I'm going to figure you'll find a way to nonsense through that. 
He, there are machinations that Scooby-Doo has performed cartoon violence on these monsters, and sometimes that's enough to, to bring them down. But these, again, typically, with the exception of, I'm sorry, Yowie Yahoo, who he is not to be named because he is so impressive, these tend to be guys in masks, okay? But some of the things that, he, that Michael Myers has taken is a level of violence that I just don't think Scooby-Doo is capable of. Let's talk about it. He was shot six times and, and falls out of a second-story window. That was the end of Halloween Part 1. And five minutes later, you know, he's, he's up and fighting again. He just went into stealth and came back completely unharmed. Uh, he got hit by a car more than once. He's been stabbed. He's been shocked. He's been set on fire. He's been, and, and to, to a point of cartoon violence, he's been hit in the head with a frying pan and thrown down a flight of stairs. <laughs> and he was fine afterwards. He's been hit with a golf club. He's been hit with a fire extinguisher. He's been stabbed through with a flagpole. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the, with the exception of the frying pan and stairs bit, I just don't think Scooby-Doo is going to be doing these things because I know who Scooby-Doo is as a character. And and I don't even, and I, Stefan, it, I know that you want to be ridiculous, uh, it but this is, so, like, this is such a slam dunk. It sounds like concerned. Michael Myers just needs to move out of the way. I mean, exactly. like, he doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> he's psychopathic. Why would, he doesn't need to. But what happens when you take your opponent's biggest shot and you don't even budge an inch? You know, and I would compare it a little bit to professional wrestling. If you're familiar with the character, the undertaker, one of the most crazy things, what makes the undertaker so scary to fight in the ring is you can throw your biggest move at the undertaker. One, he might not flinch. He might not even give you an inch Two, you might knock undertaker down and just when you feel good about it he just sits back up again michael myers is exactly that like he just doesn't take damage he'll take all of the brutality all the time he's been hit with a i've got a list here he's been hit with a fire act <laughs> i mean <laughs> like what he's been hit with a chainsaw these are just not yeah. this is a level of violence scooby-doo is not capable but of. he could though because he's got opposable thumbs yeah, and a tail and a that tail. pushes buttons. Yeah. I would love to see the Scooby-Doo episode where he uses his opposable thumbs to chainsaw someone to death. You're a sick person, Ray. Why would you ever want to watch Nobody that? Nobody wants to see that episode, Ray. It's literally oh, the last nobody. ever Scooby-Doo because they will take that character off the market. I think, I think after Ray's that on a government list right now. Yeah. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's Check really my... history. That's the entirety of my point number two, is that anything that Scooby-Doo is going to be able to dish out at Michael Myers, one, Michael Myers is going to stab him repeatedly, and Michael Myers cannot be hurt by these conventional means. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. This is such a slam dunk. It's, 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 it's like, instead of it's being like a five on four basketball game, this is a five on zero basketball game. Just a dunk fest over and over again. Good luck with hey, point number two, James. Don't count okay. your chickens. Thank you. It's you. The only thing stopping me is, is the moderator who I want to like and I want to see as having integrity, but I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't know. You said there's, no, know. there's no conventional way to, to take out Scooby-Doo or Scooby-Doo to take out Michael Myers, right? There's no conventional way for him to do it. Good thing Scooby-Doo is highly unconventional, right? In all of his episodes. Now, I'll just put that out there. Um, I will say that mm -hmm. Michael Myers, with a psychopathic mindset, it's a it's a fact that, you know, if you have that weird form of psychosis the way Michael Myers does, you can actually almost turn off pain or decide to ignore it, which is part of that whole character, right? I think Michael Myers was, the, the inspiration was when John Carpenter actually went to, like, an uh, asylum of sorts mm -hmm. and saw, like, a 12 to 13-year-old boy sitting by himself and the way he looked at him was just like there was nothing there like i couldn't register what was and it really freaked him out he's like that's what i wanted for michael myers um and he so, pulled it off <laughs> yeah he did absolutely did a great job okay i i'm not going to disagree other than being able to take out scooby-doo i'm not going to disagree with anything that he just said in point number two okay. except that all of it because it doesn't work against scooby-doo okay so let me let me get to my point number two so it's, really your rebuttal is just no correct <laughs> all right well your 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 point number two was He's just as good as I made him out to be in point number one. You know what I mean? Like you did. So that's fine. Point number one was offense. It point was number good, two was defense. That's, that's all I'm going for. Sure. We'll go that. Okay. Okay. Point, point number two. Scooby-Doo 
maybe what a lot of people call incredibly lucky, right? Because he doesn't get hurt a lot. He doesn't get killed ever. He's been put at risk thousands of times and he's okay. And what I say is, I don't actually think he's that incredibly lucky. I, lucky. I just think he's that good. Like he's actually skilled. You know, Ray, how many times has Michael Myers been killed or at least dispatched? A handful of times. I mean, generally, as the villain in a slasher film, at the end of the movie, they need to get over on you at the end. That is just how these movies work. I'd love to see the movies where the slasher killer just kills everybody and is like, done! And then the movie's <laughs> over. It just doesn't happen very often. So you're saying he's been killed a number of times. Is that what I'm hearing? Has he been killed? Because he keeps coming back okay, over and over, or including five minutes after the first movie ended. Dispatched or defeated? He has been defeated. I mean, to be fair, that is the nature of horror films. Okay, so the answers i was just looking for a yes that's it i won't give it to you okay good (laughs) you know he's been blown up shot stabbed (laughs) run over i mean he's even been you know alluded to being decapitated and then they kind of retcon that in the next film right (laughs) he got decapitated (laughs) the next film they were like no he didn't yeah somehow that was an ambulance (laughs) attendant who by the way had willingly had a knife in his hand and the william shatner mask you see just went with the point even when michael myers loses it's not even michael myers who loses (laughs) okay so let me ask you a question how many times has scooby-doo been killed I'm going to go ahead and say a big zero up to this oh, point. Okay, let's Till today. So in, in 50 years of putting his life in the way of danger, and I'm talking extreme danger, how many times he's been killed, Ray? That's right. Never. Let me go well, on, Stefan. Let me, let me go on, Stefan. <laughs> how many times has Scooby-Doo been stabbed? Zero. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Yeah, zero. Let me keep going. How zero many times, times have you seen him bleed? Z- zero. Oh, interesting. Okay. Zero times. How many times has he broken a bone? Uh, unless it's a bone that he's like chewing on or eating. Right. None of his own, right? Okay. Yeah, zero. Mm-hmm. And why? Mm-hmm. Because again, some people just say, well, that's the cartoon. And he's just that lucky. And again, I, would. I believe it's much more than luck, much more. You know, I've used a similar example, like in, you know, for combat sports and MMA, where you have someone who's like just got horrible technique and you think they're a joker. And why are they stepping in the cage? And for some reason, they knock the person out. And the next time you're like, wait, oh, they submitted them. And then the next time they did, and they're like, but they still, how can they be doing this? It's not because they're lucky. It's because they're good. They might not even realize how good they are. So let me give you an example of my day, my training days back in Georgia. All right. So I'm at Tiger Academy. It's this great place. There's a fight team. I'm part of the whole thing going on. It's awesome. And I have I this good the way friend. you create the scene there. Thank you. I it's very important. You it's Georgia, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. nice Canadian boy like me in Georgia. Yeah. Just, you know, mm-hmm. why not? Right. It's a great story. So anyway, I want to talk about my old friend, the mechanic, Clay. I've told you about this before. Anyway, so Clay has two bad ankles, as opposed to like three bad ankles. I don't know how to say it, but like bad ankles, <laughs> bad knees, a bad hip, his elbow's screwed up. He can't even really make real fists with his hands. He's a mess, but he's like a really cool guy. He's like, hi, my name's Clay. What's up? You know, he's just one of those guys, right? <laughs> so Clay would walk into the, the ring and go up against like the younger guys, especially boxing, kickboxing, not grappling or anything, but just, you know, that. And the younger guys would like, look at me like, don't worry, I won't hurt him too bad, whatever. And then they'd start fighting Clay, and Clay's got this horrible Magnum P.I. mustache, and he's smiling. And all of a sudden, you know, he's just like, here it comes. Boom. And he would throw this overhand right of destruction and absolutely (laughs) smash the first guy. Then a week later, he goes in against someone else. Boom. He's dropping people each, and he's smiling as he's doing it. This guy can't even walk properly. I had to help him go up the steps in the boxing ring. And everyone's like, I'm going to kill Clay, blah, blah, blah. And Clay would just smash everyone repeatedly okay over and over again why he had this incredible timing maybe his tendons were all screwed up in his shoulder or whatever and he just could throw it really i have no idea clay is the scooby-doo of of of, of mysteries and, and adventures right scooby-doo somehow is so skilled he doesn't realize he's using skill to evade being caught or killed listen 50 years I'm not talking 50 episodes 50 years Never once killed, never once stabbed, <laughs> never once bleeding, never once broken. The, it, I'm telling you, it, the, the evidence speaks for itself. 
You see where I'm going with this, okay? I see where you're going. I see where you're going. All right, yeah, it's important. Look, <laughs> look, without even trying, how many times has Scooby-Doo led someone into a trap and ensnared them? That that happens on a fairly regular like basis. All the time. Right. How it many times all the time. Right. How many times has he accidentally foiled someone's plot without having a clue he was doing it? How many times has he survived horrible pitfalls when by all accounts he should have been killed or at least badly hurt, even just needed a a freaking band-aid. Except for maybe he didn't know what was going on. Maybe he did. Maybe he's just, again, Scooby-Doo is a world, without even realizing it, he's a world-class escapologist, survivalist, crime fighter, monster hunter, and mystery solver without even knowing he's doing any of that, except for maybe the survival part, because sometimes he runs away really fast. In the end, there's not much Michael Myers can do that Scooby-Doo hasn't already subconsciously and unwittingly survived, destroyed, and possibly overcome. When Michael Myers comes after Scooby-Doo, it's just a matter of time probably 30 minutes, including commercials, before Michael Myers <laughs> finds himself in a trap completely incapacitated. That's my point number two. There you go. This is some of the most wild... And I knew it would be nonsense, oh, but it's gonna get, are. It's going to get worse. Oh, wait, I'm sure it is. So to be fair, James, Brilliant. your point number two is, here's two-minute story about an MMA fighter I knew, therefore Scooby-Doo wins. <laughs> it's one of the most bizarre arguments you've come up with. Ray, can you spell was that, MMA? Was that MMA fighter Scooby-Doo? No. So no, he wasn't as great as Clay was. He wasn't even close to being oh, as Lord, accomplished as Scooby-Doo. <laughs> stop it. So the whole, the whole point of this, yes, you're asking ridiculous as, questions right anecdotal now. Anecdotal evidence. Yeah, horrible anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal evidence. The fact that Scooby-Doo is in a, in a cartoon for children. So if you're asking, has he been decapitated in the cartoon for small children? The answer is going to be clearly no. Yes, if we were to extrapolate and put a cartoonized version of Michael Myers in the Scooby-Doo universe somehow and put it purely, and again, we've talked to this many times in the comics, it depends on who's writing the comic. If the Scooby-Doo writers are somehow extrapolating a weird, very scaled-down version of Michael Myers, somehow Scooby-Doo's team is going to win the day. But that is not what this battle is, James Gavsey. Wait, wait, wait. This are battle you? takes wait, wait, place wait, wait, wait. in an even playing field between the two. The, so this is a world where Scooby-Doo can get stabbed and murdered, kay. because that's how these fights by work. By the way, I'm not even saying he can't be stabbed or murdered by Michael Myers, but what I'm saying is all the rules and the accomplishments and the capabilities Michael Myers has, and they're pretty good, by the way. They're not bad. Scooby-Doo also brings all of his accomplishments <laughs> and capabilities and things he can do into this battle. That's why we do these battles. What? It's not like, oh my God, look, <laughs> Michael Myers has a knife. He's going to go stabby McStabbing against that great Dane. Who's so, that's a horrible story, Ray. Why would you even bring that up? <laughs> that's horrible. Showed up in said, the Michael Myers universe. Scooby-Doo's like killed in a second. Has Rural. Michael Myers killed dogs in the Halloween I have universe? maybe something to talk about in point number three. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't He wouldn't kill werecats for a reason. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, we're now at the turning point, Stefan. Yeah. And this is the point where you, have, where you yeah, have we to are say at the turning point. Who is at? Who is ahead in this battle? James and what's is ahead by far. What, what are what you does, talking about right James now? James is so far this ahead so right outrageous. now. Yeah, so objectively, <laughs> so Stefan, take a moment, figure out who's ahead in this battle, and and, what? and tell and tell tell Ray. I mean, tell the viewer, I mean, the listeners, what does uh, Michael Myers have to do to pull so out a Michael win? Michael Myers. Okay, see, you were talking about if Michael Myers was in Scooby-Doo world and if Scooby-Doo was in Michael Myers world, yes. right? Because their worlds are totally different. Yes. They're totally, they're out there, right? And this is what I'm seeing. If you did take Mike Myers and put him in to Scooby-Doo world, I feel like he would still be, you know, uncovered or or somehow they would get his mask off because in every Scooby-Doo episode, they get the guy's mask off. And it happened in the off. films, too. It happened in the films, too. Those... 
those films. Right. Those classics. <laughs> those classics. Classics. No, I mean like the, no, I mean like the, the, Michael, the Halloween films. Oh, the Halloween films. Mask oh, oh, oh you talking about the Halloween? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so didn't stop him by the way. No, I was gonna say he kept killing people. Like I want to put the mask back on real quick. Hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, you can go ahead. However, if you put a Scooby Doo in the in, in the Michael Myers world, I mean, like what Scooby Doo? You say he he runs away, he can run away, right? And you had this whole example about how somebody could be running away and they hide behind something, and then that something happens to be Michael Myers, right? Yes. Yeah, you know. And I just don't see that happening to Scooby. I think even if Scooby does hide behind Michael Myers and it ends up being Michael Myers, and then he goes to oh go stabby stabby McStabberson, then Scooby Doo is gonna run away well said, and he's gonna way. end up stabbing himself or something like that, you know, like, ah, or whatever, you know, because and I don't know, maybe he's impervious to his own stab. I moves. actually will say that if he stabs himself, he'll be he'll be fine. He'll be fine, yeah. right? He will. This is some of the most ridiculous yeah, reasoning will, I've ever heard in my life. Be able to catch Scooby Doo. I, like I don't how, think you'll be able to catch Scooby Doo. I oh like how God. objective you're being about this. This, is, I, this feels very I, objective. I have been working on my objectivity for the oh last few God. weeks as I've been listening to Look, what it sounds like is that I'm paying podcast. off the Sephiroth win right now. That's all it feels like to me. <laughs> Uh, Stefan, I you know what? When it comes down for final decisions, all right. I know we're all having fun. <laughs> we'll I'm trying to embody Michael we'll Myers see. as the no nonsense, no unfun nonsense. guy. All right. But like, I hope your integrity will take over you when it's time to actually we'll do see. final decisions. We'll see what point number three is. And we definitely we will. will. We'll I don't know out. what you're even talking about at this point. That is so well, ridiculous. Listen, listen, hey, we're on. talking about Michael Myers versus Scooby Doo. That's what we're talking Here's about. If you talk about at this point, okay. If you took Goku. And put mm-hmm. him up against Superman. We would say the same thing. Everything Goku can do, they're in this mutual universe, right? Everything Goku can do for him, he's got as part of his arsenal. Superman can do everything he can do as part of his arsenal. And we're going to allow both universes' rules and abilities and all that to, you know, be a thing. So yes. both can be out there. That's all we're doing here, Ray. That's, and here's the, as we gotta, the thing is, though, I believe that what you're doing, and somehow um. successfully, which blows my mind, is you're putting Michael Myers in the Scooby-Doo universe and saying, like, this is just how it would go. And that's ridiculous. It's in an even playing field right. where both so people everything are Michael Myers can do for, that he's done, it, which is impressive, by the way. We're saying, yes, he can do that. And then everything Scooby-Doo can do. Is impressive. He can do that too. That's well, all the saying. two things I would say before point number three is one, you're also perceiving a universe where Michael Myers can't stab anyone, which is outrageous. And I'm, two, how, I still haven't heard any single reason how Scooby Doo actually wins this fight. Point number three will cover that. By the way, I never said that Scooby Doo couldn't be stabbed. I'm saying he hasn't been stabbed. He has quite the win loss record. Race to Canis is all I'm saying. And you know what? If you put me in a children's cartoon, first off, no, 50, no, first how does a no dog live 50 years anyway? Exactly. Well, that's part of the magic of Scooby Doo. That's crazy, right? What are we even talking about? And right by the now? way, no one, no one wants to see you in a kid's cartoon, right? That's I'm just, just saying, like, I'd win a lot too if I was the one writing my own cartoon. That's, that's I know, all but I'm saying. Lose if they watched Scooby Doo. I'm thinking of like immortal. Captain Captain Underpants. Oh yeah, yeah Ray could be in that. It's a great character. Maybe. He is a great character. Yeah, we should use yeah. him for the show. I think All right. that's a good yeah, one. Like, yeah. But let Ray, me go ahead and get to point Ray number three. Afford pants. Okay, <laughs> this farce. I'm going to go ahead and go forward with my point number Captain three. Captain Boxer Briefs. Point number three. I just call no nonsense murder. <laughs> Like, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> Michael Myers is a character like Scooby. One of the things that Scooby-Doo often does is he relies on uh, comedic tropes. He relies on a lot of vaudevillian style acts. And the the notion that Michael Myers would would, would play along, because usually it's the characters and the villains playing along with this. I'm remembering an episode that we did for Knowing is Half the Podcast of Scooby-Doo. Um, we did a lot of cartoons. I've always got references for this because I've seen it recently. And it was it was really problematic and, and unfortunate. But they were doing... they they. they 
Scooby and Shaggy set up a Chinese restaurant for the monsters and pretended to be Chinese waiters in a very upsetting scene, <laughs> might I point out. Uh, just putting it out there. And the monsters, for whatever reason, sat at the table and let them be waited on for like two minutes of time before they were like, wait a minute, this isn't a, a Chinese restaurant. What are we doing here? Michael Myers is going to cut through the malarkey, okay? Michael Myers doesn't fall for this stuff. Michael Myers shows up, he's one-dimensional, he doesn't give you an inch, and he straight out murders you. That is the character that Michael Myers is. So when Scooby-Doo relies on shenanigans, Michael Myers is, is not even going to give it a second thought. He's going to stab him in the larynx. Let me bring up a very specific point here that happened in one of the uh, Halloween movies, one of the early ones. Uh, Michael Myers had a German Shepherd dog come up to him in the movie. And Michael Myers, he choked out the dog and left him prone on the ground. So maybe Michael Myers somehow finds a love for animals here that's not going to stop him from incapacitating Scooby-Doo, choking him out, knocking him unconscious and winning this fight and that's exactly what who would win is all about so if you're going to rely on his love of puppies i still got an answer for you there my final thing here is that scooby-doo what does scooby-doo do when faced with these cosmic level threats such as yowie yahoo the unfortunately named vampire does he stand and fight and put up your dukes i'm going to take you out or does this dude run Scooby-Doo has not met anything he hasn't run from, okay? So, given the rules of a who would win battle, and I'm going to try to stick to the reality of this world and not go off in some weird journey with James Gavsey to <laughs> Crazy Town that apparently you're more than happy to take. I like Crazy Town. Is... <laughs> Objective. Michael, Your objective Michael, is amazing. We're in a haunted house. The light, the lightning strike shines on 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 Michael Myers. Scooby Doo sees the masked, knife wielding Michael Myers. What's he gonna do? He's gonna run away. <laughs> he does it every single time and every single opportunity. Most of his victories over these monsters come accidentally when he's running away. So, in the rules of a who would win fight, this is battlefield removal. I believe that if if first off, if they get close to anything resembling any kind of reality in the actual world, Michael Myers stabs or chokes out Scooby-Doo, no problem. But if we're going to say that Scooby-Doo somehow uses his speed and thinks he's a coward, he's going to run away from the field of battle, leaving Michael Myers the victory. Because that's how the rules of a who and win battle... What are we doing right now? <laughs> the rules of a who and win battle favor Michael Myers three different ways here. So, uh, Stefan, look, you're going to do what you're going to do here for whatever reasons you have buried deep down. But what I would tell you is if you're going to maintain a level of integrity, if you're going to actually be able to look yourself in the mirror when you get home, you will pick Michael Myers because this is ridiculous. That is my point number three. Integrity is so overrated. Oh, dear okay. Lord. <laughs> it totally is. May, okay, I, so may I provide a rebuttal? <laughs> You Why may. even bother at this point? We know where this is going. <laughs> oh, it's going to get a lot. I'm going even deeper. Oh, Jesus. Okay, first of all. I'm when, getting a headache just thinking about it. You should. Here's the thing. When Scooby-Doo runs away, what I've noticed is he doesn't leave the field of battle because he should, by the way. He really should. He stays in the same vicinity. Like if there's an amusement park he's in and there's a haunted ghost after the treasure, whatever it is. He stays in the amusement park. Like, why not just run out of the amusement park? Because Scooby has, uh, Shaggy has Scooby snacks, and that's always what he uses to keep him on the field of battle. Not all the time. Won't have him here. But what if it's an amusement park or a castle or a cave he's in? No, I'm actually trying to talk to your point. He doesn't actually, he, he may, because he's unintentionally that good, he doesn't mm -hmm. need to. He knows mm -hmm. he's going to win, right? He's that good. He doesn't have to, like, he should run away. Like, if you're in a castle or haunted house, and there's Michael Myers, you, I'm out. 
I'm not sticking around to take this person on, right? That wouldn't be as... I mean, I would, because it's me. But, like, if you're a race to Canis, you're going to run as fast <laughs> oh, as you can. Oh, I'm getting the heck up out there's of a there. Cloud, there's a cloud of, like, dust or something behind you, you know, the whole thing. Okay, so let me get to my point number three. Please and, do, and because I'm, I'm stunned at all of this okay, right now. I'm going to use... I'm bamboozled. I'm going to use logic, oh, and yeah, I'm going to use are. common sense, oh, All right, and I'm going to present oh, a very well-laid-out argument for right. why I think Scooby-Doo is going to win. I'm going to hate you for this. Okay, you, you, I think you already do. Um... Okay, here it is, and I think we can all agree, this is just common sense. You look at Scooby-Doo, and you realize he either has magical abilities or superpowers. <laughs> maybe both, by the way. Maybe both. Let me explain. So what I'm about to reveal to both of you may be mind-blowing, by the way. I have evidence and proof, in the form of YouTube videos, by the way, that Scooby-Doo has anything from low-level teleportation capabilities <laughs> or can possibly bend the laws of physics themselves, okay? And that's a huge range, Ray, I know, but hear me out. Okay. I won't. In one episode, Scooby-Doo is running away from a floating ghost apparition, and mm -hmm. Scooby-Doo turns a corner and disappears from sight. The apparition has no idea where he went. He's looking around, and all of a sudden, hold your breath, Ray, Scooby appears on the ceiling and is hiding in the chandelier. <laughs> Crazy, right? Like he somehow teleported. He went from the floor up into the chandelier, right? In the blink of an eye, right? Like how does that happen? In another episode, Scooby jumps into the top drawer of a closed cabinet kind of thing. And as the ghoul who is after him opens the top drawer, Scooby reappears in the bottom drawer. He teleported <laughs> top to bottom drawer. How does that happen? No clue. And yet another episode, Scooby is getting away from a pirate by riding a jackhammer away from him. It gets better. All of a sudden, Scooby rides the jackhammer up to the wall and then upside down across the ceiling, thereby completely defying gravity and several laws of physics. But it gets even better. In another episode, a headless ghost-like character is chasing after Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo runs up some stairs. That happened to have like a small carpet. We're going up them. The headless ghost appears in the bottom of the steps. So Scooby grabs the end of the carpet at the top of the stairs, whips it down to create like a shock wave that goes through the carpet to the bottom of the stairs and then carries the headless ghost on the same shock wave back up the stairs. <laughs> Strategically horrible, horrible technique. But how did he create a shock wave that went all the way down the stairs, stops, goes back up the stairs while carrying the weight of a human being all the way up. Scooby has also shown super speed, the ability to use his tail like a hand, we talked about that, and also to change the very shape of his head if need be, right? I don't even know why he's got that. He's got that. With all these powers or magical abilities, it's no wonder that Scooby-Doo has survived unscathed for 50 years. By the way, Ray brought this up. When's the last time you heard of a dog living for 50 years, right? This is crazy. He's got something like, maybe he's immortal. I don't know. So here's how I see the battle going. I actually laid out the plan, how this battle works, okay? Because I'm really good with strategies. You want to corner fighters, for example. Like, hey, in the first minute, you're going to do this. Second minute, you're going to do this. So here's, I've laid out the plan for Scooby-Doo. Okay. So Michael Myers sneaks up on Scooby and tries to stab him with a knife. Just like what Ray is saying. Scooby screams, yoinks, and the chase is on, right? So, because whenever someone catches him, you know, blah, 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 Scooby sees it, takes off, right? Michael Myers chases him around the house and down a hallway. Scooby opens a door into a bedroom to escape. Michael Myers follows him to the, into the door, and Scooby comes out of a door from another bedroom down the hallway, right? To teleports. Michael Myers screams in anger and continues to chase. Michael Myers walks into the living room, only to be greeted by Scooby-Doo dressed up like an old lady, <laughs> with which he sits Michael Myers down and gives him some tea and chassas and for not wearing a napkin. Michael Myers erupts in rage and just goes after Scooby. 
Finally, Michael Myers corners Scooby, and just as he's about to stab Scooby-Doo, Scooby rides a jackhammer up the wall, away from him like an escape vehicle, and onto the ceiling. Michael Myers looks up, only to see Scooby-Doo fall on him with the complete weight of the jackhammer, thereby knocking him out. The winner is Scooby-Doo. <laughs> By the way, in Halloween 2, it was there's a psychiatrist who actually trapped Michael Myers in a like metal kind of net-like thing. And then turned on the gas in the room, like, because it was a medical facility and it had all these gas tanks, and then lit a match and incapacitated Michael Myers in a very similar way as a Scooby-Doo kind of thing would happen. And then that psychiatrist actually walked out, which is kind of like a messed up face a little bit, but survived it. So it's not like there's no actual precedence of Michael Myers being caught in a Scooby-Doo-like trap, right? <laughs> so with Scooby-Doo seemingly luck that is protecting him from even needing a Band-Aid for over 50 years, his experience of taking on and taking out creatures, villains, monsters, and aliens, much more dangerous and powerful than Michael Myers, and the fact that Scooby clearly has undefined magical or superpowers that allow him to teleport, run at super speed, and to defy the laws of gravity and physics, there's just no way that Scooby-Doo loses this battle, and that's my point number three. This is utter madness i mean and i knew it would be given the fights given the battle that were happening here but that is ridiculous that is beyond ridiculous are we expecting that in this random house there's going to be a pre-made cage set up with a gas trap in it that scooby-doo is just going to have access well, to there's never any pre-made stuff made up in how, any of that the, jackhammer the i referenced was just there the like how they, i don't even know that and we didn't see it he's all of a sudden riding a jackhammer like in a haunted house or like a house on a hill maybe there's like construction. an old rundown house right. like why is it run jagged down? wood and no. broken glass and why do i feel like i'm arguing oh, with both God. of you right now <laughs> <laughs> Look, to, to everything that you said, of course, that's crazy town. You you, you established maybe he's a low-level wizard. Maybe without any evidence really whatsoever. There's no point where they reference, oh, I have magic. He does cartoon things because he is a cartoon character. It is a show for small children. And look, I'm going to take it at face value, James. I'm not going to be the busybody, uh, 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 no nonsense. I'll give you mild nonsense, okay? Yes, he's proven that he can do those things. But you posited a world where a bunch of nonsense happened in that one... Michael Myers would be chasing Scooby-Doo like it was a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Michael Myers doesn't chase anybody. He just waits for them to stop, and then he's there. <laughs> That's what Michael Myers does. The second thing, if Scooby-Doo comes up to Michael Myers dressed as an old lady, this poop is done. <laughs> because Michael Myers stabs everybody who gets in his way. He doesn't make exceptions for old ladies or police officers or babysitters or any or kids. He's murdered children. Like, no, no, James. To my point number three, which you just decided to completely fly in the face of he is a no-nonsense murderer the second say whoa i need directions to the subway station <laughs> stab in the throat okay what are we talking about right now uh honestly i don't have a lot more to say it's obviously ludicrous these points don't make any lick of sense whatsoever stefan is probably going to be one over anyway unless and stefan and this is where i have to finish my wrap up okay i just have to i just have to appeal to you to um, to absolutely make the correct decision here the reality is i think James Gavsey is a low-level magic my... user for some of the craziness that he's <laughs> been able to get away with on this show. Decision, all, all, all I can say is, of course, you as the judge, the decision is yours. It seems to me so obvious that you could you could fly in the face of everything that everyone at home is thinking that is listening to this right now and, and choose Scooby-Doo the winner, I guess. But that is not what a man of integrity would do. And I believe that you can be a man of integrity. Now, we can have a great time with Scooby-Doo and we can have a lot of laughs and we can have a lot of fun. <laughs> But when it comes out to the meat and potatoes of this battle, 
Come on, dude. Just <laughs> seriously, I, Stefan. I'm going to say, don't be a man of integrity. Be a man of super integrity. <laughs> be a Stefan Thomas. Because you could still love Scooby-Doo and still have a lot of fun with it and just keep it real for two seconds and say that Michael Myers won. <laughs> Stephane, That's all I'm trying Stephane, to say. I'm going to say, think of the children. <laughs> you can't. I Michael am, Myers killed them all. Think of the children. I am thinking think of, of the children. children. Anyway, that is all I have to say. All about right, that. Stefan, wow. you've heard both sides of this, what we call iconic Titanic battle. We say it because I don't know if other people will. And what do you think <laughs> is going to happen? Is it Michael Myers, the psychopathic killer with a cool kitchen knife and an inability to really get hurt? Or is it the um, iconic Scooby-Doo with magical superpowers in a win-loss record of like 50 years <laughs> and oh, Lord. Yeah, frame, frame it however you want, James. It's so obvious here. But it's, what's going to happen it's is going to happen. It's a, it's a very tough call. Oh, it is it usually call. is. Oh, please. As it usually is. God, it's America. always a tough call. I mean, you know, we have a lot of evidence on both sides, I we suppose. Sure have a lot of evidence. <laughs> I agree. I don't really agree with uh, Ray's evidence. Could have been stronger. Could have been stronger. You know, and at the end of the day, right, it's to the discretion of the judge, right? That's you know? the unfortunate I mean, part of it. We both agree that you should the be the judge. And, you oh, know, you have, uh, <laughs> you have uh, Michael Myers on one side. You have Scooby-Doo on the other side. Uh, I think they both display quite a few magical abilities. I, well, you know, I think that's a like, fair statement. Uh, that's a fair statement. You display magical abilities, which you guys both laid out for us to hear. And let me think. Let me think. All right. So I have all my okay. I have all the evidence here. This is this is this is going to be a tough decision. So um, is it? Is it, uh, is it really? It, it shouldn't be. <laughs> you had a. So I think. I think. I think. As much as I hate to do this i gotta give it to scooby-doo yes <laughs> yes exactly the right I decision gotta give i don't it know to why i thought that was gonna go anywhere. the world the is world there, is i mean uh, the is, world has is, there is applauding any, your decision is there any logical reasoning behind i'm getting, it? I'm getting a call from I'm the prime minister so of canada sure. pierre trudeau <laughs> yes go ahead now, for the record stefan allow me just a moment here james uh, Gavsey. Uh, uh, Stefan, what is the reasoning for Scooby-Doo to win this battle? Because I'd like to add it to my big board of nonsense. <laughs> that big board of nonsense. And you're on it already. Uh, I, yes, I, I'm aware of that. Uh, you know what else has magic powers? Look at Ray. He's camouflaging his, his skin tone to his shirt right now. That's magical. That's magical. This is just outrageous. No, I don't know where his head ends and face starts. Like I, I feel like you have some. I feel like with most of these battles, it's a bit of a, a, a coin toss. You know, it it's is. a bit How? of a coin toss. And this one was no different in that way. That is ridiculous. It was no different in that oh way. You know, I mean, granted, oh you know, goodness. part of the reasons I love being a judge in this show is because I love hearing the stories about how these characters would interact with one another. Like, there's some very compelling stuff there. I'm, I'm entertained. I'm entertained. And unfortunately, Mike Myers, uh, Michael Myers, he didn't entertain me as much as Scooby-Doo did. Scooby-Doo is more creative. He's more innovative. He seems more immortal. And his magic abilities seem to counteract Michael's magic abilities. He seems more mortal as the 50-year-old dog who can teleport. <laughs> but no, that's a great point, Stefan. <laughs> Stefan, was it my story about Clay, the uh, I, horrible I say redneck kickboxer? The kickboxer who you need to help into the ring. Yeah. That, and then I just think smash that, everybody. that might have did it. Walking, right, walking in the door, this played out exactly yeah. how I figured it was going to play out. And I am, of course, very displeased. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But as, I also have to stand as, in the way of as, saying there was nothing as, I could do about well, it. Okay, hold on, be. hold on. Let me, ask, let me ask Ray a question, if you don't mind. Go I gotta figure this out. Ray, did you expect any less from me did you really think i'd be like well he's a dog so great danes have a certain amount of power so maybe scooby could no, like 
like run into no, him or something. No, no. I expected you to take you. it to a bizarre place that didn't make any sense. And I expected Stefan Thomas, who I still can't figure out on any level, to go along with you for this entire ride and go the exact way that he went. So, no, none of this is a surprise to me. This is a... This is a, this should have been uh, a slam dunk first point win for me, and know. of course I'm getting ram, ram roaded know, right now. So let me know. ask you, Stefan, when did Ray lose the fight? Was he when he walked in the room? It's probably a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, when you yeah, found yeah, out, thank you. Probably. Gotcha. Thank you. I don't know. I know. Hey, Lord. hey, hey, hey! It is what it is, people. It is. what I it can is. hold my head up high because of course I won this fight. Yeah. Of course, in the official <laughs> can, annals of you nonsense, can take, you can take your moral victory. Therese, if you took out a couple of judges, I would have like an eighty percent win percentage on this show. Do you? realize that yeah most of the judges not stefan but most of the judges are the people you bring in ray like what am i supposed to do and you know bribery only goes so far you, you know? know i think you you think you know a guy you think that he's capable of being uh, uh making good decisions and then nope. he uh, uh, once again surprises me stefan thomas surprise surprise <laughs> all i can say about this battle <laughs> ridiculous all i can say about this battle tell me more about this race to canis themed uh, uh character from your universe because that's what i really want to know about bring, bring me back a little bit on your side here Captain Boxer Breeze. Oh, right. man, this is going to be great. All right, guys, this was actually great. a very fun fight for me and for Stefan, not so much for Ray. Uh, nope. Stefan. I enjoyed myself. Thank you for being another amazing judge on this show and doing thank another great job. Me. Um, what do you even do? Please tell everyone where they can what find you. Say? Tell us about your appearance at WakandaCon <laughs> and you know, all the great things about Creative Extreme. Check out the Creative Extreme at www.thecreativeextreme.com. We're also on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. And uh, we're also on Facebook. We're going to be at WakandaCon uh, the last weekend of July. So come check us out in Chicago at the McCormick Place. We're going to have a panel. We're going to have a workshop. We're going to have some fun characters, some new books. So come check us out. Very cool. And Ray, please tell our listeners where they can find you. I can't even be disappointed right now because it's exactly what I figured was going to happen. So people at home, you saw what happened. You know what happened. Hashtag Ray was robbed. Hashtag Ray is right. Go ahead and dump on these two as hard as you possibly can because, quite frankly, they deserve it. Ray, let me ask you a question. How would you have argued that, let's say I had Michael Myers and you had Scooby-Doo, what would you have done differently? What would I have done differently? Yeah. Be you. That's the only way that you could win that battle. <laughs> Be me. None of your arguments made any sense at all. Stefan, do you think there's a chance in hell that you know, Ray could ever be me? <laughs> that's a question that's above my pay grade. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can find me posting my patented question of the day on Twitter at James Gavs. Remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our growing community. And check out the Who Would Win website at www.whowouldwinshow.com to access all of our podcast episodes as well as to check out some great articles. On behalf of myself, Race Decanus, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win team, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. It's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.